All right, so we're going to introduce Kurt Bush with Sentient Corporation. Welcome to our coverage here at CES. So, Kurt, tell me what you what, what's tell us all about Sentient. Give us your elevator pitch. So, um, thank you for for having us today. Absolutely, um, we're super excited to be here at CES. Um, Sentient was started in 2017 with this idea that the world needs a new type of processor. We had seen that deep learning or artificial intelligence has transformed compute in the data center. And we are bringing about that same transformation in edge devices. So Sentient recently shipped over, over our, we have 20 million units deployed in the field today. And they're doing things like voice recognition, some sensor work, some image recognition. Basically, what AI at the edge does, it allows your machines to be able to listen, to be able to see, to be able to feel, and to be able to speak. And that is what Sentient is doing, is we are making AI truly a pervasive technology. So talk to me then about some of the actual practical that maybe folks don't even know there's a Sentient chip in a device or item that they have. What type of things are you embedding in now? Sure, so we are, we are designed today into things as small as earbuds to as large as automobiles. And Sentient's claim to fame is we bring a large amount of, of, of deep learning performance into an extremely small power envelope. So we can add AI to any type of battery powered device. And it's quite obvious that you see in an earbud because you don't have a very big battery if right. you want to add a voice interface to an earbud. Um, but also in an automobile where you want to do always on AI, but perhaps sitting on a car battery, sitting on a 12 volt battery for two weeks in an airport parking lot. Right. So any type that you want to have a, you, anytime you have a, a some kind of energy, energy restraint, the sentient chip is the right solution to bring AI to that device. So as far as um, processing power, you know, oftentimes now we, you know, it used to be easy. When uh, back in the early days, you had the 88, 80, 20, 86, 80, you know, you had this real right. easy progression of chips to kind of understand where you're at. Today, if they, someone told me the Intel chip and whatever version it was, I'd be like, oh, okay, I don't even know anymore. Right. And they have so many cores or whatever. What are we? What are you guys actually looking at then in your in your chip technology? It's got to be small if it can go on an earbud, obviously. Right. And you know, I've seen. You know, I remember days of. And I worked in electronics for many years, specifically in uh, radar and that type of stuff. And those chips were not small. You know, that all that technology was was big and could take a lot of power. So, what are we talking about? Dying uh, pinhead size chip. Sure. So our, our first chip is, is approximately 1.4 by 1.6 millimeters. So quite small. Yep. Um, and we, we're scaling up to larger and larger chips. Um, our second generation is about four, four times that size, but still things that can be put into small battery powered devices. And it, you, you've, you've talked about a, an interesting comment is, is that we really haven't figured out how to judge performance. Like in the, in the old days, we could look at Intel processors and say, okay, I went from a 286 or 386, there's so All right. many megahertz. Right. But in deep learning, you really look at the specific workload. Is are you, are you doing a voice recognition? Are you doing an image? Are you doing a sensor? And you look at, you know, can I do something like glass break for a year on a coin cell battery. Gotcha. So you look at those types of those it's, types, and of it's issues. not like it's being used as a computer would be for multi-purposes. It has a distinct job to do, distinct subroutine. Thus, the processing power really doesn't have to be extraordinary. It just has to do the job. It, exactly. It ha it has to do the job, and, and usually, well, there is no substitute for horsepower. 
So if you can, one of our, our claims to fame is we bring approximately 100 times the performance with, in the same energy envelope, envelope as a microprocessor. Wow. Or as a microcontroller. Right. So if you have 100 times increase in performance, yeah. you can really build a bigger network. That's right. And, and typically in, in deep learning networks, you look at, at the number of parameters. So you say, you know, a microprocessor or a microcontroller may do a 10 to 20,000 parameter network while a sentient chip may be doing a multi-million parameter network. So you, you build much bigger networks and have much more, much more accurate applications. But I think, you, you know, you use the microprocessor analogy and, and you know, I'd like to throw one out there is our, we often think of that way, our, our Gen 2 processor. Is, is sentient core 2, we view that as our 386. And I'm showing my age, but, but sure, you, sure, you, you, sure, you sure. probably fit in here. And the rest, you know, if you guys don't want 386s, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, it, 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 well, do a history lesson. Is is when the 386 came out, it was the first mass market processor that ran multiple threads at the same time. Right. And it really allowed us to have the Windows generation. Sure. And Sentient Core 2 allows us to run multiple heterogeneous neural networks at the same time. So we view that as our 386. This is the thing that you can run one network for image recognition, you could one, run one for, for voice, you could run one for sensors, all acting in parallel. You know, I, my car, I have the ability to get on an app and kind of get a status check when it's been parked for a week or two. But after a couple of weeks of being parked at a parking garage, it starts to shut off some of that reporting sure. just because the vehicle hasn't been started, probably the energy consumption. So I'm assuming that major car manufacturers are probably looking at you to be able to extend that lifetime that they can be right. providing those types of reports back and monitoring, you know, like you said, the glass break or whatever it may be, uh, so that even if the car hasn't been started in two weeks, then exactly. it, it's, still, it's still checking in. Yeah, with the sentient devices, you could run sort of the equivalent of sentry mode for several weeks without ever really impacting your 12-volt battery for right. a long period of time. And we, we see a lot of excitement in that. So for the show, what are you guys looking to accomplish here at the show? Just get education, get more, you're looking to connect with industry clients? or So, so CS has always been a great show for us. Um, you know, last couple of years, we've gotten a couple of uh, Best of CS Innovation Awards. Um, this CES, we, we have several partners that have announced products with us. We have a, uh, a TWS reference design that we, we announced to help customers add voice to earbuds in a very simple manner. We have a, 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 energy, a wireless energy solution with Energis that was announced. We have this really exciting medallion that basically with, with Zenfonite that brings your smart speaker effectively to, to something that you carry around with you. Effectively, it's your digital buddy. Awesome. That you would have a always-on smart speaker with you at any given time. And then we had an announcement with Ceramic Speed around using our device in industrial IoT to measure the lifespan of bearings. And so you can see really from consumer applications to, to kind of... All the way up to industrial. To industrial is that really AI is being, being deployed in all of these types of things. The new world we live in. Well, we got Kurt. I want to thank you for coming up. Cynthia, is it Cynthia.com? Is that the best way? Cynthia.com, yes. So S-Y-N-T-I-A-N-T.com, everyone. Go check them out. Thanks for coming on and sharing. Exciting stuff here and exciting what you guys are doing at, at Cynthia. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. Yep. Thank you so Take much, care. Kurt. TPN CES 2022 coverage is executive produced by Michelle Mendez. Technical directors are... Kurt Corliss and Adam Barker. Associate producers are Nancy Ertz and Maurice McCoy. Interviews are edited by Joe Minnie. 
Hosts are Marlo Anderson, Todd Cochran, Scott Ertz, Christopher Jordan, Danielle Mendez, and Alante Sparks. Las Vegas Studio provided by HC Productions. Remote Studio provided by Plug Hits Productions. This has been a Tech Podcast Network production. Copyright 2022.